Hello everybody and welcome to Bite-Sized Chunks of Faith. My name is John O'Pierce and in this podcast I want to share how having a Christian faith has brought hope and meaning and purpose to my life. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 82 of Bite-Sized Chunks of Faith. In this week's episode I wanted to just stop and to pause to pray and to reflect on some terrible tragedies that have affected our world and the land in which I live in the past week. I'm thinking in particular of a number of incidents that have happened. One in Thailand, in the north of Thailand, where an attacker attacked a a nursery in the north of the country and killed 37 people including himself. Many of them were children in this nursery, but also members of staff and indeed members of his own family. As he, in a knife and gun attack, uh, killed so many people. And then later in the week, on, on Friday, a huge gas explosion ripped through a, a shop and an apartment block in the small town of Creeslock in County Donegal in Ireland and 10 people so far have lost their lives in that explosion and these events have really got me thinking that sometimes in the life of faith uh, there are, are very few words that we can say when we are confronted with tragedy of this scale where many people going about their ordinary business, their everyday lives, have found in in a moment, really, that life has changed for them forever. Not through anything unusual that they have done, but through uh, an accident or indeed through a, a willful moment of madness in the life of someone who has lost control of themselves And as a result, maybe somebody belonging to them has been killed or seriously injured. And one wonders then, how do you pick up the pieces after tragedies such as this? Where do we see God in these moments? How do we try to make sense of them from a faith perspective? And I don't pretend today to have the answers to any of those questions. But what I do want to do in this podcast is to be honest about some of the struggles we sometimes have in the life of faith. When we see things happening in our broken world that are beyond our comprehension and that seem to cause such devastation and chaos. And very often, as I say, there are no words, but we do try to frame our approach and our perspective from the perspective of Jesus. And when I've been thinking about these terrible and very difficult things which have happened in the past week, uh, not to mention the ongoing uh, crisis in, in Ukraine, where again we've heard the threat of nuclear weapons being used and so much uh, needless slaughter and and death 
of all sorts of people in that war, it certainly makes you question things. But what I'm going to do is just share a little reflection that has helped me on a number of occasions when I reflect on the difficult problem of suffering. And this is a reflection that's written by one of my great spiritual heroes, a, a man called Henry Nouwen. And Henry uh, wrestled very honestly with, with huge spiritual questions at different times and always did so in a very honest way. And yet it was a way that was filled with with humility and ultimately brought a perspective of, of hope. And that's what I hope his words can help us to frame our thoughts in as we think about all that's happened this week. Henry wrote this particular meditation on Good Friday when he spent the day with a community of adults with learning disabilities called the L'Arche Community. And on this day, on the Good Friday that he wrote this reflection, uh, the community had gathered to reflect upon the death of Jesus. And this is what he wrote about his experience of that day. Good Friday, day of the cross, day of suffering, day of hope, day of abandonment, day of victory, day of mourning, day of joy, day of endings, day of beginnings. During the liturgy at Trolli, Père Thomas and Père Gilbert, a former assistant who has become a priest for the L'Arche community in Trolli, took the huge cross that hangs behind the altar from the wall and held it so that the whole community could come and kiss the dead body of Christ. And so they all came, more than 400 people, handicapped men and women and their assistants and friends. Everybody seemed to know very well what they were doing, expressing their love and gratitude for him who gave his life for them. And as they were crowding around the cross and kissing the feet and the head of Jesus, I closed my eyes and I could see his sacred body stretched out and crucified upon our planet Earth. I saw the immense suffering of humanity during the centuries. People killing each other, people dying from starvation and epidemics, people driven from their homes, people sleeping on the streets of large cities, people clinging to each other in desperation, people flagellated, tortured, burned and mutilated, people alone in locked flats, in prison dungeons, in labour camps, people craving a gentle word, a friendly letter, a consoling embrace. People, children, teenagers, adults, middle-aged and elderly, all crying out with an anguished voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken us? Imagining the naked, lacerated body of Christ stretched out over our globe, I was filled with horror. But then as I opened my eyes, 
I saw Jacques, who bears the marks of suffering in his face, kiss the body with passion and tears in his eyes. And I saw Ivan carried on Michael's back. I saw Edith coming in her wheelchair. And as they came, walking or limping, seeing or blind, hearing or deaf, I saw the endless procession of humanity gathering around the sacred body of Jesus, covering it with their tears and their kisses and slowly moving away from it, comforted and consoled by such great love. There were signs of relief. There were smiles breaking through tear-filled eyes. There were hands in hands and arms in arms. With my mind's eye, I saw the huge crowds of isolated, agonising individuals walking away from the cross together, bound by the love they had seen with their own eyes and touched with their own lips. The cross of horror became the cross of hope. The tortured body became the body that gives new life. The gaping wounds became the source of forgiveness healing and reconciliation. Père Thomas and Père Gilbert were still holding the cross. The last people came, knelt and kissed the body and left. It was quiet, very quiet. Père Gilbert then gave me a large chalice with the consecrated bread and pointed to the crowd standing around the altar. I took the chalice and moved among those whom I had seen coming to the cross, looked at their hungry eyes and said, The body of Christ, the body of Christ, the body of Christ, countless times. And the small community became all of humanity. And I knew that all I needed to say my whole life long was, Take and eat. This is the body of Christ. And as we think of these events this week, the body of Christ is suffering as it sees the suffering of humanity around the world, internationally and locally. And sometimes there is a strength in being together because we feel helpless to do anything on our own. And so we gather in small and sometimes large church communities. We come together to pray, to cry out to the God who we believe is with us in our suffering. And we very simply ask for his help, for his hope, for his healing, to break through the pain and to bring all of us together forward into his kingdom. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you for listening. And if you were kind enough to hit follow or subscribe or even leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. Join me again next week for another bite-sized chunk of faith.